Hey everyone, welcome to Jojo's World. Merry Christmas and it's too late for that. Merry Christmas, everyone. Except it's gonna come out in like January. Tonight you'll be visited by the ghost of three podcasters. The ghost of podcast past. (gasps) Um, Mark Maron. (laughs) The ghost of podcast present. The hosts of Bunta Vista. Uh-huh. And the hosts of Podcast Future, Liam S. Smith, one of your co-hosts. And Nick Ballantyne, the other one of the co-hosts. This is JoJo's World, our Christmas JoJo's recap and discussion podcast, where today we're Christmas recapping JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, part six, episode 18, the 170th episode of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure as a whole. Ooh. Enter the FF. Do it. It first aired on November 11, 2002 on TV, but was released on September 1st, 2002 on Netflix.com. 2002? 2022. Jesus. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, numbers. They sure are things. Speaking of numbers, yeah. this episode covers chapters 71 and 74 of Stone Ocean. Mm-hmm. And also the ones in between. And uh, when counting from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure as a whole, 665 through 668, we cover the chap- vaunted chapter 666 episode <gasps> in this episode. No wonder Words this is so cursed. Things. Oh. It is Christmas Eve, and all through the house, we're recording a podcast mm. for a mouse. That mouse's name... Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Absolutely. Uh, And it's going to get warm, so we're going to get loopy. You know who else is loopy? Our patrons, of which we have a new one. Wow. Well, what can I say? What an auspicious Christmas miracle. Indeed. And let me tell you the miraculous name of the person who has donated kindly to a podcast that I can only describe as... Ongoing. The Almighty Felix. The Almighty Felix. One whose power is so... I want to say ambient, but that's not quite the right Omnipresent. word. Omnipresent? No, that's not Omnipotent. right. Omnipotent? Maybe almighty. I mean, that's in the name. Yeah. Is that where you got the word from? Maybe. Well, let me just crack out the old thesaurus here. Almighty. Uh, all powerful. Uh, uh, omniscient. Uh, nope. Has... <laughs> How is that's om- not the same thing. How is omniscient not the same that's as almighty? All, all seeing, all knowing. Oh, okay. What other things could the almighty Felix be then? Um, A lawyer. The almighty Felix, he'll come at you with law and then you won't even know what to do anymore. And that's uh, the traits of someone who's pure evil, as Mm. the pure evil wiki taught us. Mm. Extensive knowledge of the law. Uh, The almighty Felix could, of course, be a vampire with complete mastery of human biology. Thanks, Dracula. Yep, that's what I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) But thank you, almighty Felix, for your kind donation. Nick. Yes. Before we get into our episode today, I want to share with you some details about the latest JoJo's Bizarre Adventure spin-off that I recently caught up on. Yeah, this isn't the one that I thought it was when you told me the name of it. As we were talking about Mm -hmm. pre-recording, you thought that I was talking about Dead Man's Questions starring a ghost that is Yoshikage Kira with amnesia. Yeah, but it's not that. No, there are no dead men with questions in this. What's it called? So far. It is Crazy Diamond's Demonic Heartbreak. Is it about... Hang on, hang on, I can thread this needle. Sure. Is it? Spoilers for the releases to date, I'll say. Is it about our favourite boy, Koichi? Hasn't appeared in it, probably won't because of the setup. Because of course, Koichi... uh, Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Part 4 Diamond is Unbreakable famously begins the day that Koichi meets Josuke and Jotaro. Hmm, indeed. But he's not there. No, and this takes place in March of 1999, which is a month to a couple of months prior to the start of Diamond is Unbreakable. Oh, Oh. So Josuke's in it. He's got a stand. He's encountering stands, but he doesn't have, he hasn't, it hasn't been named Crazy Diamond yet. And it's, you know, I think you've got to take these sort of spin-offs on their own terms, Mm. but things are happening happening in this that it's baffling he wouldn't mention uh, in the uh, subsequent events that it were, of course, written and released, you know, two decades prior in our own time. Yeah. Other than maybe the author forgot that those things happened and it's like... Well, oh, no, well. no, I mean, no, it hasn't happened. They hadn't... No, no, I mean, like, he would have been like, oh, back in the day, he's already written it out and he wouldn't have linked anything into that. He would have just gone, oh, I'm just going to make a spin-off. Araki would what? literally... Araki would make a spin-off and then go, oh... Something happened in that series. I don't remember what it is. I don't have to link anything up. I don't I remember just... if Josuke knew about stands or exactly. not. Exactly. I'll just, I'll just look. I know. I know well, of course, up. it's not actually written by Hirohika Araki. Uh, it's what? original concept by Hirohika Araki. What? Um, but I'll pull up the credits. Who dare 
write a spin-off that isn't Araki. Specifically commissioned by Araki. <laughs> yeah, who's going to... Who would... What kind of sick universe do we live in where JoJo's content that isn't Araki exists? What kind of Steven universe do we live in? I am, of course, pulling up the thread in our Discord dedicated to JoJo's that Nick isn't... That's true. They, you guys did make that, didn't you? Original concept, Hirohiko Araki. Author, Kohei Kadano. Same. Illustrator, Tasuku Karasuma. Karasuma. Mm. Mm. Let's see what they've done. Yeah. A Japanese author best known for the Boogie Pop series. Isn't that the porn games on Steam? I don't think so. <laughs> A series of Japanese light novels... Mm. Uh, written by, of course, Kohei Kadano and oh, illustrated by Koji Ogata, of which is not the illustrator of uh, this series. Presented in vignettes, each chapter presents the reader with only snapshots of what is happening, leaving them to find clues to understand the greater plot. That sounds like my kind of thing. Literally, is it one of those things? It's like now you take out one page and you have to reorder it to get oh, all. The I'm clues. doing. I am doing a book like that currently, <laughs> and it's uh, not really started. It's real detective work. What's the premise? So Boogie Pop Phantom, I've heard of that. Okay. okay, the synopsis begins thus. To face the enemies of the world, the Shinigami Boogie Pop automatically rises to the surface. What? In Boogie Pop's world, the Tower Organization, Toa Organization, mm -hmm. a shadowy group seeking to control humanity, managed to capture an alien organism who had taken the form of a highly evolved human. Presenting him, the Toa Organization was able to create synthetic humans, people who have artificially enhanced with special abilities. The mission of the organization and its agents is to find and kill MPLS. It's not defined in this paragraph, no, but I leaving, assume it's those people. Leaving vignettes, leaving vignettes. People who are more evolved, oh, there we go. People who are more evolved than others and possess special abilities. Mm, Multi-person life stuff. Absolutely. Yep. It's very much about the characters, their relationships, their past, their memories, especially true for how their past molded them into the people they are today, which I would say is resonant with the events and characters depicted in this new JoJo Crazy Diamond's demonic heartbreak. With the exception of Josuke, who of course, because of its prequel nature, cannot learn or grow. <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, he's kind of stuck in... I'm what? half expecting it to end with some memory magic and him to forget these whole events because uh... it's baffling that... But surely it, it, would, it wouldn't end with some old guy being like, Josuke, you know too much. Yeah, uh... You know, you never know. Maybe it'll just... There's been a lot of unexpected cameos. Maybe it'll end with, um... Um... Uh, what's his fucking name? The oh. villain of this story of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure? Um... Oh. Father Pucci. Yeah, Father Pucci. just ended him rocking up and memory disking Josuke. But then he'd be in a coma. Forever. No, because it took jo It could take specific memories, I'm sure. Oh, maybe. Maybe he wouldn't have to take someone's whole mind. Ooh. Not like Whole Horse. Um, yeah, we'll get to Whole Horse in a second, but let's see what the illustrator has worked on. I will say the writer, uh, you know, I'm reading it um, translated, obviously, but mm. from that translation, at least, the writer seems to do a really good job of capturing the voice of, um, you know, our principal characters, Whole Horse and Josuke. Mm. A 14-year-old kid, I'm assuming. And no, he's like 17, 18. Sorry, a 17 to 18-year-old kid and a cowboy who's probably about... 30-something? 40-something now? Probably, yeah. Maybe even 50. Because I, mean, I feel like Josuke had a very specific voice in JoJo's. Um, yeah. he, was like, he was like a well-meaning uh, kid with like, yeah, he could kind of a hair-trigger temper. <laughs> yeah. But like was generally a guy like, trying to be a good boy. Yeah. Um, and Whole Horse, of course. Is just Whole Horse. <laughs> you know, he's like, very, he's, he's quite idiosyncratic. He's, he thinks he's great with women. and He thinks the women respecter was logged on. Wait, wait, wait. What do you mean he thinks he's great <laughs> with women? <laughs> Illustrator, oh, he, he's an illustrator of, yeah, hmm, hang on. Oh, this is the JoJo wiki. That's why it's describing his main credit as illustrating this spin-off. Oh, okay. Um, but let's see what else he's actually worked on. Um, nothing I've heard of. No Guns <laughs> Life, Amundsen, Dolls Folklore, Babel, Garappa, Shangri-La. Yeah, these, are, these aren't things I know. Uh, it's a pretty mm. short bibliography, maybe, maybe a dozen things in there at most. Ah, uh, yes, everyone knows Raideen. But good for him, he's doing a good job. I feel like his illustrations do a really good job of marrying the more muscular whole horse mm. um, and other part three designs with like end of part four, mm. sleek, um, sinewy Josuke. <laughs> sinewy? Sure. Sleek, lithe Josuke. So, the year is 1999. It's 11 years after the events of... Part three. Yeah. Yep. Whole uh, horse has trauma. Oh! He is like... And like, so the first... There's only like 10 chapters or so out now. Yeah. Uh, but the first chapter and first couple of chapters are all whole horse and other surviving members of Dio's crazy band of mercenaries living in Egypt, 
just suffering with the fact that Dio's Whole Horse gone. wears three wristwatches on his wrist at all times now to track that time is still going. Okay. <laughs> because he's got time stop trauma. Uh, yeah, I know, but like, what? But but he but he never he was never trapped in time stop. No, right? remember he went to go shoot Dio in the back of the head, and then he fr- got freaked out by time stop powers. Yeah, but he always knew time was moving forward for him, right? Yeah, but it's it's trauma, you know? I guess, okay. There's also a really good sequence. Um, first you see, just see a brief shot of it, but then later a more, more elaborate flashback of it of Whole Horse and Boingo fleeing through the streets of Cairo yeah. and seeing Kakuin shoot the clock tower. Ah, well, well, well. Mm. I like that. So, um... It turns out there's a lot of this. Just, the whole series seems to be about like the shock waves or ripples, if you will, mm. that have come off the Stardust Crusade and various people and creatures who have been left behind from it. Because yeah. it turns out the person who trained the Psycho Bird Pet Shop yeah. also trained a parrot, and that parrot has now gone missing. I see. And the person who was looking after it uh, asks Whole Horse to track it down. So after a brief discussion with Maria, the magnetism lady. Yep. Uh, who is still alive. Yeah, <laughs> apparently. I mean, Whole Horse is still alive after shooting himself in the head six times, which Maria does needle him about. True, true. Uh, he takes Boingo uh, and goes to Morio, where it's been sighted. Ah, I see. Meanwhile, in Morio, um, an 18-year-old young woman, mm-hmm. the cousin of Noriaki Kakuin... <gasps> what? The cousin? Yeah. Wants to figure out why her dear cousin is dead. Ooh... Trauma. Yeah, and she finds the Boingo manga on the ground. Oh no! Because it because it, it, it told Boingo he had to leave it behind so she could find it. Uh, yeah. Okay, I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, and it, she's following its clues because it's telling her how she will um how she'll find. Kaku. Yeah, and there are things like you get your first clue if you slap this high schooler and kick him in the butt real hard as Josuke. Ah, uh, <laughs> right. Okay. So. Uh, and then, yeah, long story short, Josuke and Whole Horse end up teaming up to try and track down and fight this parrot, which has the power to recreate sounds from the past, mm-hmm. and the people who hear those sounds reenact them. So the first thing we see of it is someone driving a car uh, is forced to recreate the sound of when Dio made the senator drive on the sidewalk yeah. in an attempt to kill Whole Horse. Yeah, right. Okay, so now I'm beginning to understand why Josuke really should have known. Yeah. Like... Yeah. <laughs> but I guess he probably doesn't know it's even related to anything to do with what happens in part four. No, but they talk about stands. Yeah, I guess so. And he'd be like, stands? Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's also a good sequence where um, they want to try and get some information out of this police station because the guy who was forced to drive on the sidewalk was a cop. Mm-hmm. And Joyce gets like really hesitant and scared to go in there because, of course, his grandfather yep. is a cop. Yep. <laughs> Okay, alright. I can see this has legs. Yeah, it's fun. Um, yeah. And it just like, yeah, it goes into the people who have been left behind. Kakuin mm. was f- caught by Dio and flesh butted because he went out looking for his cousin uh, mm. that night in Cairo because she'd gone out wandering. Yeah. And she saw the whole thing and then never saw him again. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. It's cool. Yeah. Would recommend it. Alright. Maybe I'll read it. Maybe uh, I I do not forbid you from reading this. <gasps> oh my god, I can actually engage <laughs> in content. Holy shit. Nice. Nice. Anyway, but we're not here to talk anymore about Crazy Diamond's demonic heartbreak. We're of course here to talk about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Part 6. Stone Ocean. Stone Free. Enter the Foo Fighters. Or Enter the FF mm. if you're watching it on Netflix like we are. The superior fan translation. I mean, I feel like FF is just kind of still a nickname. FF. That's all you need. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. No, 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 no. <laughs> FF. But before we talk about the Nick, I want you to shut up. <gasps> because yeah. I want to share with you... What? Some words of wisdom. From who? Hirohiko Araki. <gasps> Tell me more. The author of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure and the creator of the original concept for Crazy Diamond's Demonic Heartbreak. For a brief second, I was going to be like, what the fuck else could he have possibly <laughs> done that pales in comparison? The author's note... For volume nine of Stone Ocean. Volume nine of Stone... How many volume... Oh, I guess they're like that. Yeah, there's like like four... I don't know, six chapters each. Yeah, okay, right. How to draw a manga without tiring yourself out. Oh, I need to know this. In a nutshell, Mm -hmm. I must say that if such a trick exists, I want to know it. (laughs) Just the concept of, hey guys, 
I'm here with a hot tip. If anyone knows what that hot tip is, please Nick tell me. thought he could take a moment when I was reading this to take a nice sip of water and immediately almost spat it all over my bedroom. <laughs> Look, anytime Araki comes up, he just he gives us wisdom. That's it. I should have known. If such a trick exists, I want to know it. It's necessary that I find a way not to tire myself out so much when I'm drawing from now on. In that respect, let me tell you here the experience I've lived. During a Seitai seance, might have to look that up. What, a Seita seance? Seitai. S-E-I-T-A-I. Seitai. Seance. Okay, sure. I had noticed that I've developed, I had normally developed the posterior muscles of my right arm. Meaning that by using my pencil on the pages day after day for hours, I've subconsciously trained the muscles of my right arm. Mm. The problem is that I've only trained those, which isn't good. Oh no. Wait, is that the That's end? That's it. Oh no. Is this why he came up with the concept for uh, th- uh, whatever the thing was called again? No. But his, his right arm, he can't, he can't write out a full light novel anymore. He has to, he's, he's, all, he's sub- manga. He, he does manga. Yeah, he does manga, <laughs> so he can't write a light novel. It's a, His right arm won't allow it. His right arm can only do manga drawing Exactly. <laughs> Anytime he goes to pay for things, it has to be as if he's drawing someone in action, you know? Yeah. Like, like you pull out the wall Highly with your left illustrated hand. checks. Yeah, it's like, pull out the left hand. And balances. And then draw on your $20 note, and then whoosh, pass it on. We open. <laughs> Where we left off. Last time, a big hunk of metal sliced Foo Fighters' head in twain. And Foo Fighters was all like, oh, that's not good. Not good for me. That's not good. Not good for Jolene. And Jolene's all like, oh, fuck, that's, that's not good. That's especially bad for Foo Fighters. Mm. And there's this whole thing where, um, like, I mean, A. Kenzo, the piss drinker, is like, haha, now I shall kill you, Jolene. But then um, Jolene's like, no, I'm not worried about Foo Fighters having her head sliced open. What? I'm worried about the fact that it's not bleeding very much. What? You see, she's con- she's consumed so much of that precious life-giving water that the plankton needs. And now it's all coming out. But it's not. And at the moment, at that moment, Kenzo realises that um, she's still alive and he h- hurriedly adjusts his positioning so that she doesn't fill him full of lead. Or plankton. Yep. <laughs> or whatever it is she shoots. They... Doesn't quite get there in time. No, he does get some... He, he gets shot up his uh, right arm a bunch of times. <gasps> That's the same arm that Araki can't do anything Oh my god. With. It's all it's connected. It's all themes. It's all trauma. Araki was like, what would happen to me if I lost my precious right arm? Why I could only then do original concept by Hirohika Araki. <laughs> Could you imagine if Araki somehow lost the ability to draw? Or, or write fully fledged out stories. He can't do that already. <laughs> <laughs> but like, if he lost his ability to draw, it would just be him being like, so I have this idea, right? Because I saw this weird thing on the ground. It looked like an S, but it was like made out of ants. So I, I got this idea about an ant man who's an S. Yes, Mr. Araki, the Ant-Man. If I could draw it, you'd put, understand. Putting straight jacket on. Yeah, and he's like, but my right arm. Yes, Araki, of course, the right arm. Come on now. Um, there's this one shot of Foo Fighters' internal monologue where it's like me logging onto Tumblr as she says, <laughs> I'm starting to understand the orientation. <laughs> That's the worst joke. <laughs> this, this is easily the worst joke we've ever done. Like, sometimes we come up with some bangers, and then other times, we come up with that. And Kenzo, uh, it's like, I will never again leave the direction of safety, because he's got that whole feng shui thing going on from last time. Yeah, or Tumblr, difficult to say. <laughs> I will never again re-blog your content. <laughs> you have to. You have to blog it again. It's like, no, I'll only retweet. Yeah, that's safe. <laughs> the safe. direction of safety is liking only. Ugh. I hate this. I hate this so much. <laughs> Um, and then Foo Fighters hatches her scheme that she'll, they'll work to fulfill for the rest of the episode, Mm -hmm. which is get water. Yep. Use. Okay. Step one. Get water. Get water. Step two. Use water to make a mirror. Okay. Step three. Um, reflect the dragon in the mirror. Okay. So that Kenzo misreads the direction of safety. Okay. Step four. Kill Kenzo. Ah, there it is. (laughs) I was wondering how many steps it was going to take to kill the piss drinking man. Whomst among us can say we've never wanted to kill the piss drinker. Uh, it's not illegal to run him over in your car. And remember, if you don't know any piss drinkers... It's you. It, you're the piss drinker. God, that's an awkward number of people. <laughs> 
What? <laughs> just, oh, I see. Yeah, you, you get it. You would understand perfectly the idea of, like, if you don't know anyone in that group, you're it. Yeah. That, that Wait, trend... why are you saying I would understand because, that perfectly? Because, like, there was a trend maybe, like, ten years ago where, like, half of the things that you saw online were, if you don't know anyone who does this, you're that Okay, person. I thought you were insinuating something about me and our social circle. No, no, no. I'm just saying you, the piss drinker, should understand. <laughs> so Foo Fighters wants to make a mirror out of water. But doesn't have enough water. Kenzo then stops the fight and starts talking about his backstory again. Has a bit of a breakdown. In the past, I had over 30,000 followers. But ever since I came to prison, everyone makes fun of me. Even a pedophile made fun of me. I mean, to be fair. It's like real escalation there, Kenzo. It's like a pedophile who kidnapped a kid didn't drink his own piss, though, did he? Mm. Mm, I mean, you know, let's, let's have just... Have a kid's piss. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, if you... If, I mean, you know, that's... I don't know if that's better or worse, yeah, to I'm, be honest. I'm going to pull the ripcord on this riff. Yeah. I've suffered for 40 years. I had respect. But now that I've done assassination feng shui, I'll be respected again. Haha, are you taking me seriously as a character yet? No. 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 Never. No. The, the moment that you said, I drink my own piss. Like, yeah, we're really hung up on it, but it's hard not to. It, I mean, look, okay. Imagine you're at, like, Woolworths, right? <sighs> and it's that day where everyone's going through the self-serve and no one's going through, like, the cashier thing. Every day these days. Yeah. So you're like, you know what? I'm just going to go to that, like, cashier. I'm going to go 12 through... 12 items the... or less. Exactly. You're going to go through that nice and fast. It'll be easy. You get there and they're like, hello, how you going? You're like, yeah, good. How are you? It's like, oh, yeah, drank my own piss today. Would you then immediately go, not the cashier, not, not, no, I will wait in line. No, I would set myself, my face into the blank smile that I have honed over five years of working in arts philanthropy mm. and go, ah, oh. that's unique. <laughs> and I was like, I do the thing where behind my hand, behind my back, I like dig my nail into my other hand and just think like five more minutes I can get out of here. <laughs> you have like your stress ball. That has spikes in it just to make you feel pain. But it's not this emotional pain. It's the physical pain. Yeah. That's, is this why you have so many holes in your hand? Oh, I don't like to think about that. <laughs> what, holes in hands? Yeah, moving on. Yeah. Anyway. There's like a condition about like making holes in things grosses me out. Isn't that a Junji Ito? Probably. Thing? Yeah. Kenzo comes in for his finishing blow on Foo Fighters. A big kick to her head wound. Their head wound. But... But... Doesn't quite go their way. No, she uh, they flip away towards a fire hose that Jolene points out. Sprint, sprint, sprint. He's so fast behind her. He looks so dignified while he's running. <laughs> like a wise old owl. I mean, yeah, but... Those eyebrows. He does... Those dreadlocks. Those white guy dreadlocks. That tinted skin that reeks of slight yellow ingestion. Mmm. Mm. I just, I can't. It's impossible. At this point, Jolene turns to Anasui and is like, hey, why aren't you helping? And Anasui's like, why would I help? My deal with Foo Fighters was to protect you. In fact, Foo Fighters said not to help them. Sounds like a guy, the thing a guy who doesn't want to help would say. <laughs> hey, do you want to like go do... No, they want to solo Kenzo. They want to die. <laughs> hey, do you want to, um, you know... Fight Darth Vader? No, 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 no. no. no, no. no my no, Obi Wan thing... wants to do that yeah, by yeah, himself. Yeah, yeah. Qui Gon told me specifically not to help him in the fight. Yeah, he told me to watch Darth Maul stab him through. Yeah, look, you know, he wanted Qui-Gon to. Qui Gon was like, it... I've always wanted to fight a guy with twice as many swords as me. You, you stay back. I know what I'm doing. It's like, but what if he kills you? Don't, don't, don't. I'll be fine. Dies. And he was Qui Gon. Yeah, uh... he became one with the Force. The Force was one with him. I haven't watched Andor yet. Apparently it's quite good. I'm hearing good things. Very anti-fascist. I love that. I do enjoy a good anti-fascist uh, romp. <laughs> love a romp. Love a romp of anti-fascism. <laughs> yeah, so he keeps being like a low-key psychopath. Low-key? Yeah. You mean Anasui? Yeah. He's obviously just standing there being like, wait for it, wait for it, wait for it. And you're like, you could help at literally any moment. Foo Fighters yeah. finds the hose, but it is... Having trouble figuring out how to make it work. At this point, I turned to you and was like, wasn't there a heap of water all over the floor from uh, from Survivor? And I logically pointed out, after you told me the correct answer, meteorites. They came down. Burnt it up. Evaporated all the water. Makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. This, however, does not. <laughs> Tangled within the, uh, the meters of hose is the dragon. And it's like, hey, your worst luck is over here. You shouldn't come over here, Foo Fighters. 
It's just like it's, it's like just vibing. It's just wrapped in the me like, oh, it's so comfy in these hoses. But don't your luck would be terrible. Oh, don't come in. It's so nice mm. down here. Don't do it. A decisive and fatal blow with no time to drink water. <laughs> Foo Fighters willingly puts both their arms into the dragon zone, but which removes them. Uh, Kenzo comes in for the attack, punches Foo Fighters right in their thick face. Kick, actually. <gasps> it's a kick. Oh. The hose is interposed between Foo Fighters and the kick. Is that how they plan to protect themselves? No, they t- intend to take the kick and then because they have no arms. Which makes no sense. Because they have no arms, they can crawl bodily into the hose. Which makes literally. Now, to be fair. Uh, oh my god, you're not defending this. No, no, to be fair. Okay. Like, last episode, we did see Foo Fighters squeeze their body through the iron bars of a fence because they're not human and their body is more malleable as a result. Yeah, but also, how wide is the stitching? Because she already, like, they struggled to use Atro's body to get through that little fence line. Yeah, but now there's no arms. Oh. (laughs) Now, hang on a minute. This might actually work. No, but it still makes no sense. It's just like... They kick their way into the hose. We, yeah, crucially, we don't see it. Yeah, it's like the tiny, tiny stitching. Like, it would have made sense if they were holding onto the um, the end of the hose and looking down it. Yeah. And then just get punched right into it. But that's not what happens. Nope. Off screen, with no arms, Foo Fighters enters the body of the hose, shimmies up it, and kicks open the, the valve and water sprays everywhere. Delicious life-giving water. But because of the Drake stream magic, the dragon stream magic, that is to say, uh, their arm returns and punches themselves in the face really hard. (gasps) Assassination feng shui. Oh my God. And the other arm gets in on the action too. Oh my God. Assassination feng shui Stop hitting yourself. (laughs) Stop assassinating yourself. Stop assassinating yourself, Foo Fighters. That's not a sentence I thought I'd ever get to say (laughs) in my entire life. Uh, And Kenzo was like, you'll never get the water now. He looks very happy with himself. (laughs) Like very happy. Uh, and Foo Fighters goes flying, tangled in the hose, down the nearby stairs without getting any of that delicious water. Oh, and then uh, I believe Jolene's like, wait, what's downstairs? We haven't actually established what's down there. And uh, Anasui is like, why, it's the execution room. You see, the death penalty is legal in Florida. So there's a 2,400, I think, volt electric chair down there. 2,800. 2,800 volt electric chair down there. Now, you know about electricity, Nick. How much is that? That's pretty fucking high. So, you know your walls? I do know my walls. They're 240 volt here in Australia. My walls. Yeah, your walls. You know all that electricity just flying around? Oh, you mean like the wiring in the walls? Yeah, the wiring in the walls. That's at 240 volts. The rats in the walls. I believe the high... You know how they have the, the super big pylon things? Um, okay. The the big pylon. Like a Tesla coil? Uh, A Tesla coil, but not one, no. Hang on, let me just bring like up an image Valentine coil. Ooh, I like that. Or a binding coil of Bahamut. Ooh! No, I go back to Ballantyne. These ones. A transmission tower. A transmission tower, right? I believe in Australia... Oh, like Superfly in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 4, Diamond is Unbreakable. Exactly the same one, yes. Um, they're at 400,000 volts. Okay, so this chair is like over half of that. Oh, 400,000, sorry. Yeah. No, so it's not. It's not even close to half. However, that is also like, if you're in a helicopter heading towards them, you need a very long pole that just a dude holds as they're coming towards it to stop you from immediately dying if you get too close Ah. to it. Because the insulation can't stop you from getting shocked. Like if you contact it. Exactly. So like literally there's videos of like a helicopter doing this very slowly. Nick is uh, moving one hand towards another very slowly. As like a pole like three meters long or something is being held out by a guy. Is the the pole is to just like judge the distance? No, the pole is the closer you get... The electric field, like the number of volts difference, needs so there's to be... ambient electricity. So if you're if you're here, sorry, if you're My here, Kia? if you're here, Sorrento, if you're here and I'm here, there is an electrical difference between us, right? Sure, the that's, force. That's like the voltage. It surrounds difference. us and binds yes. us. Yes. So all it is is saying you're at like ten volts, I'm at zero. Okay. If I touch you, then that ten and the zero just become the same. So it equalizes. Which means you're going to have to discharge 10 volts to me. Right. So that we're both at like five or something. Sure. Right? If someone is at 40, zero 000, volts. 000. If someone's at zero in a helicopter. Yep. 
and they're heading towards 400,000 volts, you don't have to be further... You can be further away and just a bolt of lightning okay. will come at you, okay. right? So, so you like know a lightning rod? It's like when you do this on the ground. Nick is rubbing his feet on the ground to do static electricity. And then you do that. It's probably bad audio. Yeah, and then you do that. Yep. It's to avoid uh, that. By, by do that, he is poking me on the shoulder. This is, of course, an audio medium, Nick. Yeah. Uh, when so you, you can't just keep saying do fuck. this and do that. When you rub your feet on the ground and then you shock someone in like primary school, in the classic prank where you just go, hey, hey, rub your feet on the ground. Touch my finger. Do it. Do it. Touch my finger. Pull my like, finger. And they're like, <laughs> and stupidly, because you're impressed, you're like, huh, what's the worst that can happen? I'll feel your finger. And then you get Unlimited close Unlimited power. You feel it. You're like, my God, how did you do that? And it's like, I'm a God now. You obey me. And you're like, no. So, so that, what, is the, what, what does the rod do? The rod, as you slowly move towards someone. It slowly equalizes. It slowly equalizes. Okay. So if you were to really slowly walk up to someone who'd rub their feet on the ground. Yep. You wouldn't get shocked. Why are we talking about this? Because 2800 volts. The chair, right. Is a lot of volts. Yeah. It's like, if you're sitting there. If you approached that, it unwittingly, you might get struck by a lightning. Imagine that static electricity that you get. Yeah. Like the from... very same static electricity that Survivor infects you with. Yes. Imagine that. But it'll kill you. Okay. And that it happens Wait, all are once. you just telling me what an electric chair is? Is that what we're doing here? My work here is done. I feel like it's kind of in the name. <laughs> yeah, but it kills you. So, yeah. Two or three prisoners a year are sentenced to death, Anna Sui says. And for that, I don't know, we, we just kind of deal. Oh God, are we doing this? Prior to 1923, <laughs> executions in Florida were carried out by the county rather than the state. Oh. Florida changed execution methods from hanging to electrocution when it placed executions under state control. Huh. I wonder why. There have been some notable exonerations. Haven't there been times where it's like, you get the death penalty, they turn the chair on, the dude survives, and they go, I guess, I guess you're free to go. I mean... I couldn't tell hmm. you. I think that's a thing that happens with hanging. Oh, I mean, in hanging, people just die. But they're like... <clears throat> That was a great explanation on my behalf. Florida allows inmates to choose whether they'll be executed by electrocution or lethal injection. Ah. I, I, that did occur to me. Like, like, wouldn't they do an injection these days? Yeah. So you can actually pick. Yeah. Huh. Oh, interesting. Would you like to be fried alive or fried internally? Are you asking me? I am now. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> That's my answer. <laughs> Any other notable facts about the death penalty no, in Florida? No, I'm just trying to see if there's anything that's not too depressing. Let me guess, you're coming up with... No. The US Supreme Court has ruled Florida's death penalty practices unconstitutional numerous times, including various examples that I won't go into. Huh. Is it just because people didn't die? No. Oh. 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 It's because of various reasons they were... The penalty was uh, applied. Oh, okay. Like it was unfairly done or whatever. Or, yeah. Yeah, right. It's the classic episode of The Good Wife where they're like, we can't sentence them to death if we don't know it's the right person. And then everyone's like, she's a good wife. She makes a good point. I haven't seen this show. I don't know what you're talking about. And I also wasn't listening. God damn it. Anyway, death penalty exists. If Foo Fighters goes down there, the electric chair, yep. bad for plankton. So Foo Fighters, like, yeah, she... They um, bounce down the stairs, ricochet off various bits of rubble. Can we just... Can we appreciate how... Poorly, everyone in this episode except for Anasui takes the stairs. <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll yeah. get to that. Um, and how excessively. I mean, Foo Fighters is under the influence of assassination feng shui, so that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but the others don't. Foo Fighters falls and ricochets and lands perfectly in the electric chair. Meanwhile, the hose smashes down the control room door, bounces around wildly in the room, uh, hitting various switches and buttons, and then finally the ring comes off the. Um, the end of the hose, yeah, whatever that is. lands on the, the key, which is in the electric chair slot, and with its turning momentum, turns the key. And a countdown begins for 90 seconds until Foo Fighters is fried. That's only one minute and 30 seconds. That's right. Good God. And they're like, I was so close to touching the water. I need to reach the water. And they're trying to get off this electric chair, but it's surprisingly difficult. Oh, it's just like, so, so many unlucky coincidences. Like, um, their, their suspenders, not suspenders, their overall straps get caught on a hook. And oh. like, their leg is tangled in one of the, um, one of the leg um, straps. Restraint. Yep. yep. And it's just like, oh, that's then very They just unlucky. keep falling backwards onto the chair as the counter gets closer and closer. And at one point when they fall down, the thing comes down. She's like, no, I don't oh, want this on me. actually. But yeah. Yeah. It's just a constant series of, oh, no, I don't want this. Oh. Stop, no, I want to get out of the chair. 
oh, but now this is happening. And meanwhile, the other two upstairs are like, being as Foo Fighters exists as plankton in water, this is going to be especially deadly for them. More on that later, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then Kenzo comes downstairs and is like, ha ha ha, the assassination feng shui is going to fuck you up. It's really obvious what's going to happen because of this electric chair. Look, you never guess what kind of method of death this guy's going to try to kill Foo Fighters with. Um, she try, they try to run past him. But, uh, when she runs past, she also shoots some bullets at him. Oh, fires some bullets that he dodges. Then Effortlessly. As, as they try to run past, one of the beads on his necklace falls off. Which got shot off by when she shot. Ah. Yeah. It didn't just explode off. Surely not. No. That, uh, that would be very unlucky. <laughs> Uh, and Foo Fighters trips on it and falls back way across the room, back onto the electric chair, and the um, the skull cap falls down onto their head oh, with unlucky. nine seconds left. Oh, that's unlucky. And the dragon is like, looks like your place on that chair was decided by fate. Yuck, yuck. <laughs> well, now, I'm the neutrality of the universe. Feng Shui Dragon. How you doing there, son? You see, there's good directions. And there's bad directions. And they all come joining in the middle. And I'm a but, dragon. <laughs> Wait, I don't understand. Why are you floating? Why are you just ahead of a dragon? Well, now them's the That's questions. That's a story for another time. Wait, but the electric chip. <laughs> <laughs> so Foo Fighters is caught in a bit of a predicament. Uh, they do another big, like, lash... Big, huge arm haymaker at Kenzo. <laughs> Who counters by doing lots of tiny punches, tiny Into fast punches jumps. on their uh, forearm. Which then knocks them back in the chair. Yep. And then the counter goes down. Behold, you will never obtain water. <laughs> you have come to resent its absence. It's fucking Nestle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking like, <laughs> once Nestle owns every like, source of water on the planet, it'll just be like, oh no. Who would have guessed that? the Nesquik bunny ads where it turned a huge pool of water into Nesquik would were be that grim sinister. foreshadowing of our dystopian future. <laughs> it's like, wait, but what is this? It's just sugar milk. It's like, yes. No more water for you humans. <laughs> but what do we use now to you can water? can only drink this delicious rabbit milk. But what are you going to use to grow the crops? Oh. <laughs> You don't need crops where you're going, humans. You're going to live off oval teenies. Why do you keep calling me human? Why don't you call me by my name, Nestle? Well, that's the first step of true fascism. Just dehumanization. Yep. Foo Fighters is electrocuted <laughs> by the electric chair. And uh, it's not pretty. It's not, not good. pretty. They're like, eyes are exploding, blood from the face. Uh, they're gyrating uncontrollably. Big burning welts appearing on the arms. And Kenzo was sitting there like, ha ha, yes, assassination feng shui, 40 years, it's perfect. <laughs> With this, I'll go down in history as a Buddha equal to Shakyamuni. Who the hell is Shakyamuni? 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 Shakyamuni. Muni. Shakyamuni? Never heard of her. <laughs> yeah, it's disrespectful. This is from KhanAcademy.org. Mm, free learning. Direct to your cranium. It's actually not because it's not loading. This is from <laughs> Wikipedia. Shaknimuni is the 11th boss fight in Endwalker. Did you say boss fight? I, look, I was meant to say <laughs> boss fight and it came out because I was thinking about food. I think. I hope. Shakyamuni Buddha is the founder of the Buddhist religion. What? He lived and taught in India in the 6th century BCE, a time of burgeoning religious and philosophical thought from Greece to China. Wow. Born as the crown prince of the great Shakya kingdom, the young Siddhartha Gautama, excuse my pronunciation, I'm sure, was groomed to be a king in accordance with the wishes of his royal father. However, when he was 29 years old, he learned of the deep suffering experienced in life by people. Mm. He left his palace life, gave up his fine garments and jewellery in order to find the causes of suffering and the means to overcome it. This does sound a lot like a villain from Final Fantasy. <laughs> After about six, six years of study, self-deprivation and deep meditation, he finally realised his goal. He had become an enlightened one, a Buddha. After this, he is said to have walked to a deer park in Sarnath on the outskirts of Varanasi in India, here he gave his first sermon, an event which is called the turning of the wheel of Buddhist law. The wheel as a metaphor for Buddhist teaching will become a prevalent symbol in Buddhist art. Huh. Huh. So it's the founder of Buddhism. Yeah. 
who, who went away, found enlightenment, and then just came back. And by killing someone in an electric chair with magic, <laughs> Kenzo thinks he will become even greater than them. No, he'll become as renowned as them. Yes, in new Buddhism, we only drink our piss and we kill people as much as we can. But why? Gotta kill something. <laughs> Look, the wheel was a great metaphor, but the harpoon is where it's at. The dragon. See, the harpoon is a metaphor for the dick upon which the piss extracted anyway. from Anyway. <laughs> at this point, the dragon is like, you know I'm supposed to stay neutral, but I really don't like you that much. <laughs> He's like, Foo Fighters finally got the water they were after because you're an old gross man and you sweat. And when you sweat, that's liquid, baby. And you just kicked Foo Fighters and they got that delicious water. It just came off you. It, when, when you kicked her, it just boom. And it just went off. At this point, um, the sort of image of the dragon kind of clarifies a bit. And we realise we are looking at the water mirror Foo Fighters planned to create. Mm. And so this whole time when you thought you were looking at the direction of safety... It, it wasn't, wasn't a direction of safety It was just at all. one of those ordinary directions. One of the millions of other directions that are just useless to you. At this point, Foo Fighters reaches out and grabs Kenzo. Yep. Thereby allowing the electrical current to uh -huh. equalise him. Oh, I see what you've done I'm there. Learning. Yep. Uh, that's look. I'll let it pass. Me yep. watching the movie The Equalizer <laughs> when um the guy. <laughs> Starts his watch to beat up a bunch of people on the bus. Like, ah, oh, this is where he equalizes. Is that, um, is that the one? No, I'm thinking of Crank, where he gets his heart replaced. Oh, yeah. But if it goes too low, like his heart rate goes it's too speed, low, he dies. But yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, so... that's not that. Okay, yeah, that's Crank. Yeah. And Crank too. The equalizer is the guy who touches people and the electrical current. Uh, equalizer. Yeah. Well, actually, it's the electric potential, but that's fine. Okay. Anyway, the current goes through him because now it has to go somewhere, so it's going to get through and the ground. And this is my beef, right? Right. <laughs> because they specifically said, like, Foo Fighters is, is especially vulnerable to water. Mm. But then now they're speculating, like, as an old man, maybe he's even more vulnerable to electricity. Well, no, I think it's because an old man in an electric chair, probably worse off than a young man in an electric chair. Yeah, but Foo Fighters isn't a young man. Foo Fighters is plankton in water. Yeah, so just grab onto the old man. Bam, electricity. But like, the so, like, the yeah. So the problem isn't as bad as it could be because the, the supposition isn't that Foo Fighters does this and then Kenzo dies and Foo Fighters survives. It is yeah. assumed for a moment that they both die when in yeah. fact neither of them do. Yeah, that's fine. I can see how that would work out. Not such a, uh, not such a death penalty after all. No, but see, I reckon what might be bloody happening here is that when she bloody grabs his arm, right? When she bloody grabs his arm, his capacitance is such that Hang when on. it comes through the Say earth, that word again. Capacitance. You know, like a capacitor? Capacitance? Yeah, capacitance. A-N-T-S or E-N-C-E? A-N-C-S. Okay. Capacitance. It's a thing. I, I studied it. I don't remember anything, but I studied it. It's like um, it's like the ability to hold a certain amount of charge. Okay. So like a battery. Capacity. Yeah. It's the capacity. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not capacity. It's capacitance. It's a different. It's a different. It's a. I promise. It's a different thing. I'm sure the electrical engineers in the audience are either loving or hating this. Yeah. I'm sure there's someone listening to this being like, "That's not how it works." Patronage. Gone. The only chance at defeating assassination feng shui is a draw. Makes sense. Uh, that does make... Because it's all neutral. Foo Fighters looks fucking awesome. Just like glaring daggers at Kenzo as blood streams out of their eyes. Just as they're like, all electrified. I'm going to take you with me, you motherfucker. <laughs> Listen, if I die, you die with me. As she just... And their eyes are glowing bleeding. with electricity. Oh, it's so good. I wish I could be that cool. Well, I've got this particular chair that might help you. Ooh. Uh, so there's smoke billowing everywhere. And they're Jolene. both they're both crispy fried. Yeah, Jolene's and like, shit. I've got to get down there. Let me take the stairs in a normal way. Jumps down, smashes off the handrail. Yep. And this, at this point, Nick was like, no one in this show can take the stairs. To be fair, Jolene can barely move right now. Yeah, but just she's been, crawl. Hit, she's been hit by several meteorites. Ask Anasui to carry you down. That's not in my deal. I'll only... <laughs> Protect me from myself. All right. <laughs> Union regulations dictate that uh, only the designated Jolene mover shall move Jolene. Uh, no, and that's that not sense. me. Yeah, that's I'm the Jolene protector and I've logged on. <laughs> oh, I hate that. I hate that. <laughs> so Jolene literally just jumps down and just smashes off the handrails bounce, to get nearby. And is all like, oh, oh God, it's so painful. Wait, 
Why is the dragon the still dragon's there? The dragon's still there. That means that Kenzo isn't dead. Oh my god. That's a problem. That is a problem. Because Foo Fighters might be dead. Spoiler alert, they're yeah, not. Kenzo but... gets back up and Jolene is like making a spike out of her stand and string. Mm. And it's going to just like, I guess, like ice pick his brain or something. Yeah, that's how thread works. You've been stabbed by string before. Wait, you cannot manifest your stand with that body, says Anna Stewie. Has revenge driven you mad? Has in, it? In this short time between Foo Fighters dying and the three seconds of falling down the stairs, Jolene has lost everything. Kenzo enters the direction of safety and misses. Oh, sorry, and Jolene misses. Yeah. But she reveals that... He, she wasn't even trying to hit Kenzo, but she was trying to hit Kenzo so that she would miss and reveal the direction of safety, which would thereby reveal plankton that had gone into the mirror and splashed out into the direction of safety. <gasps> that makes way more sense than what I thought happened. What did you think happened? I thought that when they got the electric chair, some of the plankton exploded out and didn't get electrified because it was so like... Bleh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But no, it makes sense that it would just fall. From the, the mirror. Because the mirror was reflecting where the real direction of safety was. Mm, so mm, That makes sense. I guess. It makes sense. It makes less sense the more you think about it. But It, it makes on. more sense than my explanations yeah. of electricity do. So she gets a little on her, her thread, mm -hmm. flicks it into the Foo Fighters body. And with that tiny amount of plankton. Everything's fixed. FF reawakens. But, hang on, just figuring out the order of these things happen. Um, Kenzo is leaping in. He's running in and being like, you've already entered my assassination feng shui. And the thread has crossed the dragon's threshold. And uh, Jolene's like, oh no, I've made a huge mistake. Kenzo does this big slow leap where he's leaped into the air. Mm -hmm. He's actively in the air. He's not moving. He's shouting at Jolene about how now you have the worst luck. It doesn't matter how much I choose to attack because your defeat is already... It's just like a still image of him shouting in midair. His face is fucked, by the way. He shoves his foot into Jolene's mouth and we upgrade his nasty freak level another 10 points. <laughs> That's a whole... Uh, he, has he gone up a ranking? Yeah, he's leveled up. Ugh. He's gone from sicko to fucking sicko. Very imaginative, Nick. Look, I, look, it's very warm today. Yeah, it is hot in the studio. And, what can we and he's like, it doesn't, the attack doesn't matter. I can do whatever I want. Shoves foot in mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I can do whatever I want. Let me put my foot in your mouth because I'm won. sick. Um, and at that point, he, everything seems lost. He's just going, but you do realise you're paying attention as he's shouting, I've won. He is just going upward. Is he? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was because he like recoiled. That's what you're meant to think. That's what he thinks. But he's just going up as jo as Anasui cradles Jolene's body. Yeah. But then he hits his head on the, uh, the next level up. Yeah. And he's like, wait a second. That shouldn't have happened. Yeah. Didn't I just win? Like that. This was the direction of safety. I, I won. Right. The dragon says, yeah, she couldn't dodge your deadly blow. And then she starts... But why is she unharmed then? And why she's... am I clinging to this fence? Yeah, she's like coughing up. She's like, uh, I'm still alive. And Anasui's like, yes, you are. And the dragon is... Uh, uh, Kenzo was like, dragon, show me the direction of safety. Wait, dragon, why are you moving away? As he falls off the banister and is falling down. And the dragon's like, you idiot. From my inertial reference frame, it's you that's falling away. Mm, wise. You idiot. Didn't you do first year advanced physics at university? Come on, old man. What did you think was happening here now as he hits the ground and like springs back up into the air? Now, this might shock you, but I thought there was a stand power afoot. I mean, yeah, but what did you think was the cause? No, no, that was the entire extent of my thought. I was like, oh, That's so probably something... some stand bullshit. Yeah, literally, that was the exact phrase. And I heard it in your voice going, <laughs> oh, there's probably some stand bullshit going on. I was like, okay, some stand has entered, but I'm not sure if it's like the other guy, like the short guy. Oh, yeah. Or if it's Anasui, because I thought Anasui's whole thing was Stan goes in and guts then... Guts come out. And then, like, Stan Anasui goes in, comes guts yeah. come out. That's what Anasui's life sentence is all about. Yeah, something weird like that, but I didn't think Springo Boingo was going to be the Springo way. Springo Boingo. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we all know the reference. Yep. Uh, he's uncontrollably Springo Boingoing around the room. And he's like, no, you're getting further away, dragon. And the dragon insists. The no. dragon says... No, 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 you're getting further no, away. No, I've got a quote here. Oh. Geezer, look at your legs. Something is really wrong with it. There's something off about them. And he looks down. And he just sounds grossed out as well. <laughs> so he looks down. He, he rips reveal. off his... Um, his, his limiting clothes? Yeah, so we can see his legs properly. And uh, some real Junji Ito shit has begun. At this point, Diver begun. Down emerges from Jolene, revealing it was inside her. <gasps> 
gross. That's not Jolene's stand, they say. And then Anasui is standing on the stairs. He came down the stairs normally. That's threatening. Mm. Dive her down. Or Dive her down. Do you or, remember? Uh, vaguely. Uh, that was, you remember the, the album Diver Down? The person who worked in it was like, it's kind of a pun, you know, like dive her down. Uh. And we were like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we get it, but we don't get it. He really dived her down now by submerging the stand into his into her body. Liam. Yeah? I hate this. <laughs> so he's all like... It tanked the blow. Yeah, it's all like, I put it in her, it protected her, you idiot. And then I disassembled the muscles and bones in your, bo- in your body. And reassembled your them. And reassembled them into springs. And now you're uncontrollably springing and it's gross. And it's a real Junji Ito kind yeah, of Yeah, we see just thing. piles and piles of... Reorbed bones... bones. Like, you know that guy from- And and the exterior of his legs looks like a turkey Twizzler. (laughs) (laughs) That is a disturbingly good analogy. Which is a sort of fast food food item that Jamie Oliver really took umbrage to in the early 2000s. It's like, wait, what do you mean Jamie Oliver took- Aren't you talking about Twizzlers? Like the- No, I'm talking about the turkey Twizzler. What? Wait, what are you talking about? The turkey twizzler. What the fuck is the turkey twizzler? I'm googling it for you. I thought this was just like the, the, like, roly poly or whatever it's called. But in America they're called twizzlers, aren't they? Oh. A turkey, I mean, it's the same shape. It is literally the same shape. Imagine a twizzler shaped candy bar. Yeah. Or lolly. Yep. Or chocolate. Uh Uh-huh. Made of turkey. (laughs) And not chocolate. Mmm. I unironically want one. (laughs) Like, I know I'm not meant to, but God, do I. And that's what his legs look like. Yeah, but not cooked. Like, raw turkey twizzlers with bones in them. Jolene is thinking, and the the back of the screen is flush with pink and red energy. Anasui, he put his stand in my body. And she looks a little bit disturbed. (laughs) And destroyed Kenzo's legs in an instant. His bones and muscles were entirely disassembled. Mm. Mm. I'm into it. Uh, is this where Anasui is like, yes, that's the look. No, he's just, no, that's, that's in a sec. Okay. But in, yeah, she's looking at him and he's like, yes, look at me like that. Gaze <laughs> at me with your eyes. Normal human interaction. I want more of that. I because... love it when you look at me. <laughs> that sounds like an actual normal in- human interaction though. Um, Kenzo, it becomes increasingly spring-like and like goblin-y. Yeah, more deformed, more long-limbed and, and twizzled. He's trying to get to... Jolene or Anasui I should I should say that immediately before Anasui is uh, like, look at me, yes, like that. Mm. Jo- what Jolene is looking at him and thinking is, who is this man? Is he really an ally? <laughs> or is he just some fucked up dude who's here to kill me as well? Mm. And then he immediately goes, that's yeah. it. And look then Kenzo me. lands in a nearby bucket. And he's all like, yeah. And the dragon's like, bro, you fucked. You, you straight fucked. The direction of safety is northeast and your lucky colour is cerulean blue. But I think you're done for. Uh, Bye. And he's all like, ah! the, the dragon just like flew away. Yep. Um, so he's you, stuck in a bin. You sure aged a ton in a fight that lasted a few minutes. And uh, he looks... It looks like you fed him after midnight. <laughs> he does look a lot like a gremlin, but like a skin gremlin. And uh, the bin rolls around. And he's declared beyond recovery by a title card. Mm. The guards will find him in a few years and ask... What the fuck is this mess? Is this what happens when... Well, pour it out onto the chair. (laughs) Is this what happens when you drink your own piss for that long? Meanwhile, the little freak with the bone is watching from above. (gasps) We've never really gotten a good look at him, but just in the corner of this screenshot here, he does look a bit like adult... What? I was going to say Krillin. No. Because he's short and bald. He's got little hair spikes, though. Yeah. Oh, God, I was going to say he looks a bit like adult uh, Shigechi. Yeah, with his little buddies. Yeah. Yeah. And he's got the bone in his hand and he's like, hmm, I'm not saying or doing anything. He wants to remain unknown. The most powerful stand move of all. Jolene is urgently like, I need to go get the bone. The bone. And Foo Fighters is all like, hang on, you just, you just wait a second. You, you got a lot of open wounds. Yeah, let me do that. But hurry, because I need to get my father's disc. And then we see Jotaro in the Speedwagon Foundation medical building. He's... Got a lot of plugs in him. He's got a big plug on his torso. Oh, wow. You are not wrong. That looks like a vacuum tube. It's probably like for his poops. I wish you hadn't said that. I wish, and there's a I couple wish. of astronauts watching him. Yeah. Some, like, this looks like, um, 
The people, they look at their cosplaying as the... The clo- Sardaukar from Dune. Couldn't tell you. I was going to say the cloners from Attack of the Clones. Ooh, yes. The... What the Kamin- Kaminoans. The Kim- yeah, the Kaminoans. Or He's the got Kaminoans. two picture frames on his... They're blank. Yep, but <laughs> we know from recognising the frame that one of them is a picture of Jolene and her mother. Oh, is it? We recognise the frame from earlier. Because we've got an encyclopedic knowledge of picture frames in JoJo's. Okay, alright. Is the other one Holly? There's just no way to know. Mm. It's Koichi. (laughs) In their most dire time. Here, a photo of your daughter and your most loved one, Koichi. Ah, Koichi. Even though I have no mind, I still remember you. He said something. What did he say? Because the heart cannot forget. Wait, he's... What's he saying? Koichi. 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 He keeps saying Koichi. What do you think it means? Mindless star platinum is just scrolling Koichi on the walls. <laughs> just pointing in the direction that Koichi currently is. And <laughs> like, what could he be pointing at? Koichi, all the way in Europe on a holiday, is like, he needs me. <laughs> and that's the, the end of the episode. Nice. What a weird fucking episode. What a weird double episode fight. God, what a strange... Like, it was already pretty weird, but then it kind of escalated to a new level when it was like, yeah, diver down. Spring man. Yeah. It's like, what? How does that work? But yeah, just weird. I, one thing I like about this fight is how like Dragon's Dream, like it's That's... it's like with the direction of safety and the assassination direction stuff, like it adds an element to the fight, but it's more of the focus seems to be just like on Kenzo being this like weird freak. Yeah. Like the putting his hand in people's mouths to stimulate their kidneys and stuff. He knows what gets people, you know? All that dragon is doing is letting him get them faster. <laughs> yeah. So, like, him just being like, I get Feng Shui. This is going to be easy. And I can attack and defend at the same time because of Tai Chi. So, really, he's the ultimate master of martial arts. The problem is he's an old man who drinks his own piss and he's a freak. Yep. So. A nasty freak. There was an easy way to defeat him and it was just to let him win. Yeah, he really got everything he wanted. (laughs) Spring legs, electrocuted. Uh, what else? Uh, he went for, he got into a bin. Everyone loves a bucket a even, bit. and you know you know what could be in that bucket, <laughs> <laughs> and we don't need to say it. I was going to say Jolene. Oh, oh, yeah. Nick, what were our highlights and lowlights of this episode? My highlight is without a doubt actually Foo Fighter and um, Kenzo being electrified by the electric yeah. chair, and like the whole countdown sequence. Yes, yeah. like, because it's like it's not even just because I think I turned to you and went, oh, so Foo Fighters is actually going to be fucking dead. Certainly seemed like it. But then it's like, it makes sense that it's a draw if they both die. And yeah. I was like... And Foo Fighters only, only needs a few plankton to survive to reconstitute. Yep. And so it was just like, oh, damn. That's good. That's actually genuinely smart. Yeah. I like that. So, yeah. That's my highlight. Mm-hmm. For my highlight, I would be a fool if I didn't pick again another instance of Jolene's reckless disregard for her own body in achieving her goals. Mm. Gotta get down these stairs. I can fall. <laughs> just... The falling is the easy part. It's the landing that's hard. (laughs) Why didn't she just be like, Anasui, run me down the stairs. No time. Or uh, just crawl down the stairs. There's no time. Why couldn't she just use the thread to create like a bouncy trampoline at the bottom? She she couldn't really thread at the time. Anasui even said, using the thread in that condition. That's true. Her body would fall apart. Yeah. Which it did. Mm -hmm. She can't move now. Low lights. Um... Hmm. I feel like, even though it makes logical sense with what we know about the nature of Foo Fighters, Mm -hmm. the resolution of the getting her head cut open is Mm. a bit of an anticlimax. Yeah. Also, my low light would just be the resolution of the electric chair bit. Oh, you're not going to say the the hose? No, because the hose I should know better. (laughs) You know, it's like the hose is like, it's a minor detail where you're either bitten into the hose or they just go, okay, grab the bit at the end... And it's the same deal. It's just you would have gotten punched in there. It, it didn't happen that way, but... But it could have. Exactly. Exa- it's like they had it enough It could time. have been good. Yeah, and so it's like, okay, you, you could have just done this. The resolution of the electric chair. The resolution of the electric chair was just, oh, so they both died. Oh, but he didn't die. And oh, also they Foo, didn't But die. Foo Fighters isn't dead. So the electric chair did nothing. Fucked them both up. Yeah, but the only reason why he then wasn't so completely fucked was because... Well, actually, no, he still walked away fine. The only reason he lost was not because of the electric chair. It was because of... Anasui. Yeah. Yeah. So the electric chair was just like a little... Oh, Foo Fighters is out of the way. But also Foo Fighters is still alive. Uh, Bye. Yeah. So, yeah. Bit annoying. Bit annoying. Just a tad. 
but still fun. Yeah. Well, Nick. Yeah? Kenzo has been defeated beyond <laughs> recovery. Thank God we never have to go back to Kenzo. What will happen to Kenzo next time on... <laughs> uh, he re-emerges from the bucket. No, uh, they are still in the Ultra Security House Unit trying to get that bone. And Poochie is still around. At large. Yep. What will happen next time on JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Part 6 Stone Ocean, Episode 18, entitled Birth of the Green. In inverted commas. What? What, what do you mean? Birth of yeah. the Green. Is it the Green or yeah. the Green? The, you did the same thing. No, no, no. Is it the Green or is it the Green? Nick is using his fingers to move the inverted commas either around the, the word the or just the word green. Yeah. Just the word green. What? Birth of the Green. The fuck does that mean? What? Birth <laughs> of the Green. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. Do you ever play golf, Nick? Do you like golf? Um, no. Oh. Uh, birth of the green. What the f- Birth. So, what the- Hang on. What colour is- The bone? No, not the- Not the bone. The guy holding the bone. What colour is his shirt? It was like a blue, I think. Or was it green? It wasn't. Damn, I was hoping that would be it. Um. Dragon's Dream was green. Dragon's Dream was green, but I don't think it's going to be to do with Foo Dragon's Foo Fighter's green. hair is green. Foo Fighter's hair is- No, Atro's hair is green. It's Foo Fighter's now, baby. <laughs> Um, Jolene's outfit right now. And her hair is kind of a blonde green. That's true. That's true. It's a good look. Um, Anasui is most certainly not green. Pink. Which famously pairs well with green. Ooh. Um. Depends on the shade. So I want to say that the green, what if it's like another arena battle where like this dude is hiding away till the last minute so that then he can turn the whole place into his arena and then it becomes the... Green. Like, you are in the green now. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, why is everything so weird? It's like, you're in the, the green, green, but it's like a... a Dreamscape. Yeah, yeah, kind of like a dream. It's like... Yeah, um, like Araki did say that he wanted to do a lot of, like, m- reality and illusion stands in, yeah. in this part. So so what's what's the, the, the one from part three? The sun? The uh, sun. It's tracks. It's like the sun, where it's like you're constantly fighting against the sun, and it's just a guy... Just like in real life. Yeah. Australian summer, baby. Oh, God. Um, But it's just a dude with a mirror. So you never see him. Yeah, it's like that. But in a maximum security prison. So, like, he's going to turn this whole place into, like, a a meadow or something. But it's going to be filled with, like, illusions. But it... Speaking of which, in Crazy Diamond's Demonic Heartbreak Chapter 1... Yeah. Kenny G is still alive and doesn't like Whole Horse very much. Who the fuck was Kenny G? That was the stand user who made the maze of Dio's mansion with his stand tenor sax. He was a very minor part. Didn't really... Oh, okay. Jotaro punched through a wall and defeated him on the other side of that wall off screen. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't doesn't like Whole Horse very much. I'm not surprised. On account of his personality, I assumed. (laughs) Um, just trying to think. Okay, so... This is going to sound insane, but my guess of what's going to come up is it's going to be Jumanji <laughs> in a prison. Hell yeah. That's my guess. Good guess. Yeah. I'm happy with that guess. Uh, and Jolene will be like, I don't have the bone. I need to find the bone. And out of our four slash five protagonists so far, I suppose there's only three active in this sequence. Yep. Um, who's going to take the lead in the green? I reckon Anasui's going to take the lead. Yeah. Hasn't really had a full turn yet. Yeah, he's kind of the only one who we haven't explored and also is the only one who can really walk that well True. right now. Uh, uh, Jolene will get patched up momentarily. Yeah, but I don't think Jolene's going to be doing much for a while. <laughs> like, she's pretty fucked up. So, I reckon it'll be Anasui being like, you both stay here. I'm going to go look for the cheetah. The cheetah? Yeah, the cheetah in the forest. In the green. Okay. In the green. because he wants to see an animal. Oh, and then disassemble it. Uh, yeah. He wants to disassemble... The green. The green. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like what's going to happen with the bone and all that? Oh, fuck the bone. Um, so the little fucking goblin boy will... Big Shigechi. Yeah, Big Shigechi will be running around hiding. <laughs> and and You'll never will... find me in the green. Yeah, and then Anasui will find him in the green. Oh, no. And then he'll give up really easily. Here, take the bone. And then once he does that, Anasui will be like... Huh pretty funny and then just disassemble him okay i'm uh, probably reinforcing that he's not a good guy ah he's edgy yeah he's like an anti and what will happen with the bone i still do not understand what attaining heaven it's is. dio's bone i know but like what like could it could attaining heaven just mean like he gets even more powerful Get, like stand plus yeah it's like the arrow again but an, in a different way 
which makes no sense. There's just no way to know. I don't I don't get it. Like his maybe his bone is attaining heaven is I just take on the body of whoever has the bone. Oh, like Dio possesses you? Yeah, something like that. So it's like maybe Poochie was going to be the new vessel of Dio. Sure, that's a believable turn. But, but like, I don't know. Well, we'll find out next time on JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Part 6, Stone Ocean, and JoJo's World. Uh, I am moving a house in the next couple of weeks. We are planning to pre-record an episode or two, so I don't think there'll be much disruption, but there may be some, you know, as we get settled in the new studio, depending mm-hmm. on how long my internet it takes to get hooked up, etc. But I think we've minimised it as best we can. Fingers somewhat crossed. Or they'll be disassembled by Anna Sui. <laughs> yeah, your neighbour Anna Sui just comes in one day and is like, you boys talking about Jojo? Your, boy, your boys talking about fingies? Uh, guess what? I'm a fingy connoisseur. Disassembling I them, eat that is. fingers what? once a day, every day. Oh no, it's that finger therapy. And until that finger therapy, to, to be, be continued. continued.